Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. So this morning I am going to be talking about relationships and and what it means to be, to live together and do life together. As a family of believers, you know, it's really important that we stay together and we stick together. But just before that, I'm just going to do a quick um, recap on a few bits and pieces and a few notices. So if you're on the hotline, I, I encourage everyone to be making sure they, fi- they filled out their next steps leaflet. So that next steps leaflet, I haven't got one on me at the moment, um, is all about, it, it, we've been, we talked about it in the Vision Sunday a number of weeks ago, and we've been talking about it week after week, but it's a tool that enables you to just have a think about what is God wanting to do in your marriage? What's the next steps you need to take in your marriage, in your family life, in your workplace, in your witness to other people, in your relationship with God? It just gives you, it's just a piece of paper and it just gives you a, a space to write down where, what God is saying to you about your next steps. Because it's really important that we live intentionally. We live a life where we're like, okay, God, what is it you're wanting to do with me at this stage in my, in my life? Where do you want me to go next? What do you want me to be doing? It's, it's having that mindset that we're always, we're on a journey with God and we, we need a bit of focus, a bit of vision, a bit of direction. And this, that, that piece of paper just helps you to do that. So if you can fill that out if you, if you haven't. Have we got any spare ones? Okay, there's some on the back table. If you haven't had one of those sheets, I really encourage you to fill them out. And also, as part of your next steps, you can, if you want to join one of the Sunday morning teams... So if you feel led to join the J247 team that run all the children's work, speak to Sandra. United, you could speak to Nick. He's not here this morning, I don't think. Um, the teenagers work, United, if you feel like you're led to want to join that or serve in that, you can speak to him um, or speak to myself or any of the other teams. There's, hub, there's a hub team, there's a connect team on a Sunday morning. And if, any, if you feel led like you want to be involved in something else, um, one of the teams that run on a Sunday morning, please come speak to myself or Anna or some of the leaders at the front, Gary, Sandra, anyone here, and we'll lead you in the right direction. So that's another kind of place where you can make a next step in serving God. Uh, the Alpha course, as you heard about, is starting tomorrow. That's the fourth, isn't it? Um, so if you have someone you want to invite to that, to come onto that course, please just grab one of the leaflets. I think we've got a number of them on chairs please invite them, bring them along to Roffey Place at 7 o'clock. There's a meal there, there's drinks there. You watch an amazing video every week. There's a number of videos that you watch every week and you get to just discuss, you know, who is God? What, what does he want to do in our lives? What, you know, any questions they have or people have that, about God, they get kind of, they get a chance to discuss them and they get an answer as the week goes on. So, as the weeks go on. So if you um, know someone who you feel like they want to give their lives to God at some stage or they want to know a bit more about Christianity or Jesus or anything to do with what we do here, bring them along to Alpha, okay? Right. So, a couple more things. So, Pastor Clive's message that he preached last week on, on Sunday is on the website and I'm going to send out a link in our WhatsApp, um, kind of my broadcast group that I do. And if you're not on that list and you want to be, come and speak to me after. But Pastor Clive said to me this morning, he said to me yesterday, just encourage people to listen to the message because it really is 
Um, it sets the kind of vision of what God is doing in Kingdom of Faith at the moment, where we're going, what God's been doing over the encounter um, evenings that we've had over January and the fasting that we've been doing over January. Um, some really clear steps and direction has come out of those of this the month of January. So make sure you just tune into the website. I think it's on the home page of the website. There should be a link right on there. Just have a click on that and just listen to where we're going. There's some prophetic stuff there. There's some directional stuff there. And it just keeps you in step with all the other congregations as to what God is doing with Kingdom Faith and where we're going in this season of time. Okay, so this morning we're talking about the importance of being in relationship with one another. So last week Anna spoke about um, being in that fiery furnace and then coming out without smoke, without any traces of stuff. So when, when God may have taken you through a process or where there's some stuff that's gone on in your life that's been difficult, Anna was saying, right, we need to come out of that. So God kind of sets us free from all of that, but sometimes there's a trace of smoke or there's some stuff that hasn't been dealt with, and it's making sure we live, and this is actually something in Pastor Clive's message, is it's living a life where we're not leaving things undone. We're actually making sure stuff is dealt with, people are, we've forgiven people, we've made um, amends where we need to make amends, we've built relationships, made them right, we've dealt with things in our life, or we're dealing with things in our life. Sometimes it's not like that, that everything just gets sorted out. But we want to just make sure that we're not going into the next season carrying any baggage, carrying, having any undone stuff. And that's where those next steps, that leaflet comes in, because it really it gets you thinking, okay, what, is, what needs to be done in these different areas of my life? So we're going to continue on. I'm going to touch on some of that as I, as we, as I get into this message. But where I want to start this morning was last Saturday, I believe it was, not yesterday, last week, Saturday. I was, um, I was sitting down with my boys, we were watching TV, and we were watching a, like it was a documentary about, it was like a wildlife documentary about this pack of wolves. And it was in Canada, and this, the guy who was kind of presenting it was following this pack of wolves through Canada, and he was just showing, you know, how they do in wildlife documentaries, you know, where, what they feed on, where they live, how they raise their young, and, and just the dynamics of, having, of, of a wolf pack and the alpha male and all that kind of stuff. And as I was watching this, I, it was like I just knew that God was speaking to me. So as this program was going on, I was just, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. You're watching something on TV or you're listening to something. It might not be remotely to do with God at all, but God starts to just speak to you. And, and I just knew... There's some stuff here that I was just watching. It's like, do you know, I, I just, I feel like God's wanting to draw some of this stuff out and just, you know, make some points from it. So I was kind of watching it and I was just having that feeling about some of the stuff that was being said and I was, I was just kind of prayerfully watching it. And I felt God gave me a few points to bring out of this kind of scenario. So these wolves, they, they feed on buffalo. So they, mostly they feed on buffalo. And it, this was working kind of through the winter months where this, this program was set. And, you know, it was all snow and it's very cold. And they kind of, this, wol- this pack of wolves, and I don't know, there's probably 10 of them or so, um, they have to feed on, on buffalo. So they've got to catch a number of buffalo to live. And they, so what they would do is they would 
just hunt down these buffaloes. So there'd be different herds of buffaloes around Canada or, or whatever area they're in, massive, vast area, and they'd have to chase them down and they'd have to, they'd have to find them. And the buffaloes weighed, each one, weighed, some of them weighed over a ton, massive, great big animals. And they were, they said in the documentary, they were like over six times bigger than one of the wolves. They were massive, great big things. So they, a wolf on its own couldn't take down a buffalo. A, a, a buffalo could kill a wolf quite, quite easily. And the wolves would never even try to take one buffalo down on its own. So they, they hunted in packs. And the one tactic the buffalo used again and again and again to catch, uh, sorry, the, the wolves used again and again and again to catch the buffaloes was they would have to hunt as a pack and they would have to separate buffaloes off to be able to take them down. When the, buff when the buffalo were in their herd, they could not be taken down by the wolves. It was, it was almost impossible. And you saw these scenes where you'd have like a, a, a standoff where the buffalo were kind of just all in a herd and the wolves were circling around, but they couldn't, they couldn't get in there because the buffalo would kind of just turn and defend their young and defend it, all the other kind of younger buffalo that you'd have the big, you know, the big ones, the big male ones or the female ones, and, and the wolves couldn't get in. So as these buffalo stayed together, stayed close together, the wolves couldn't pick them off. And, it, and the guy who was, was, who was making that, um, that point was, was quite clear on that. He was like, the, the wolves struggle to get in, they can't get in if the buffalo stick together. And so one of the tactics of the, of the wolves was to, keep, was to get the buffaloes moving, get them running, get them running, stretch them out so that they could then maybe pick off one at the back or one at the side. Or if, anyone, if any of the buffaloes got, got left behind or separated off, then the wolves, the pack of wolves would just devour them. But I was just like, you know, that, that's really God speaking to us. That as, as believers, when we stay together as a family, when we stay together in close unity with one another, in relationship, in these small groups like we're talking about today, the enemy can't just pick us off easily. He can't just take us out when we're together. You know, when we're together, we, we, you, you, you have a relationship with one another and you can actually, um, you know what's going on in each other's lives. So when someone's struggling, you know, you're, you're in relationship, you're in close relationship so that you can talk to each other and just share what's going on with each other and you can pray for each other, you can encourage each other, you can give each other scriptures, you can get alongside each other. That strength, you know, that kind of net that, that is formed makes sure you don't get picked off by the enemy. And, and that's what this, this kind of, um, this wildlife program was kind of, it was like God was speaking to me through that. It was like, the closer we are together, the less you're going to be able to be picked off by the enemy. Um, one of the other... One of the other points that I, I picked up from it was that, like I said before, the wolves would have to get these buffalo moving. If a buffalo, if the buffaloes were facing the wolves, the wolves couldn't, couldn't actually take, they couldn't take them down. So, like I said, they got it, the wolves were like trying to get them running. But if at any point the buffaloes turned around and faced the wolves, if you just stick that picture up, Sean, the... Uh, 
if they faced them, the wolves just didn't really know what to do because actually the way the wolves kind of worked were they would have to kind of grab the back legs of the buffalo and, and just kind of grab hold of them, pull them down. But if, at any point, if the, the buffalo actually faced up to the wolves, the wolves just did, would, didn't know what to do. Their horns are dangerous. So they couldn't kind of just come at the face. They, they never would come at the, the face or anywhere in, around the face of the buffalo because they could easily just be gouged with the buffalo's horns. So they, they knew they had to kind of get around the back of them and get them running and chase them and then pull them down like that. So and that, that, again, I know God was speaking to me. He was saying, you know, when we turn and we face the enemy, we face, and it may even be circumstances in our lives, when we face up to things, it's like they can't overcome us. Because of what God, because of who we are in God, that, you know, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Because of what, who we are and our, our identity in Christ, when we face up with the enemy, we have the upper hand. We actually, we're the overcomers. We're the ones that are, who, who God has given us the victory over the enemy. So sometimes we've got to face, well, not sometimes, all the time, we've got to face up to the circumstances, the difficulties, the issues, the things that are going on in life. If we run away from them, or when the enemy's trying to have a go at us, if we run away and we turn and run away from the enemy, that's where we're more vulnerable. That's where he can, he can actually, he can attack us and pick us off. Is that on? Am I back on? Which one am I using? Is that on? Okay. So we're called to stand firm, it says in the word. We're called to stand against the things that come at us in life. We're called to, to take up uh, our, our, our armour of God. We're, we're called to stand on the word. We're called to stand as believers firm. If we, if we have a look at um, the first scripture... This is 1 Peter 5. It says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, stand firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. So we're called to resist him. So you can make that same analogy. He, he, he prowls around like a roaring lion. You can see that as like a wolf. He, they prowl around looking for someone to devour, looking for someone to pick off. People that are, are straying from the herd, straying from the pack, people that have, have been chased off or, or, or out of relationship, out of union, out of community, out of the family. He looks, the enemy looks to pick them off, seeking someone to devour. So we're called to resist him and stand firm in the faith. And actually part of standing firm in the faith is to actually stand firm with other believers. We've got to stand together, together. And that's standing firm, that's making a stand against the enemy. Psalm 91 says that the enemy is under our feet. And that we need to believe that the enemy, if you just keep that up, the enemy is under our feet. If you keep that scripture up, Sean, please. The enemy is under our feet and he, he has not got authority over us. The only authority the enemy has over us is what we give him. When we give in to him, then he, over, he'll, he'll take every, every opportunity and, and try and consume us. But even in that, the Lord doesn't let us be 
completely defeated by the enemy. And often we've got to pick ourselves up, we've got to resist him, we've got to stand firm in the faith, we've got to use the weapons of our warfare. Remember I, a number of weeks ago when I was talking about David and Goliath, we've got to use those things that we know how to use and, and come against him and come against some of the circumstances of life. James, James 1, if you go to the next set of scripture, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produce, produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. One of the other points that I picked up out of this wildlife program was that actually the wolves had a purpose in the buffalo's lives. That they, by, by these wolves attacking these buffalo, it actually strengthened the buffalo. They had to be more alert, they had to be more vigilant when they were being chased even. So even when the buffalo were on the back foot, it was actually building them up, you know, making them physically stronger, you know, mentally stronger. The things that the wolves kind of did, as they were coming against these buffalo, it was actually causing them to be, to get trained and get equipped and get, you know, they had to stand up for themselves. They had to build, you know, they had to be, be ready. And you'd often have an alpha buffalo, an alpha male buffalo that would be the leader. And that leader, the others would follow the leader, and the leader would make the decisions as to whether they're going to, it was going to stand and face these enemies, or it was going to run, or whether there was, there was moments where it was crossed, they were like, took the whole herd of buffalo and they crossed the river and got into safety on the other side. And, you know, we, we're, we're called, we're called to stand up for ourselves and to take responsibility of our own lives in God. So, each of us has a responsibility to not allow the enemy to come in. And I think I mentioned it last week. Um, if there's men, men here that you're the husband in, in your relationship, obviously you're, you, you're <laughs> the head of your household, <laughs> you are called to stand against the enemy on behalf of your family. You're called to stand and, and make those declarations and pray and build yourself up in God and, and just declare, this is what is not happening in my household and this is what is happening, this is what God is doing in my household. There's a, and obviously for single mums as well, you're the, you're the head of the household. You need to stand and take authority in your household, over your children, over what's going on in your life. We all have to have responsibility for ourselves. No one else is going to take responsibility for us. Yeah, I have a role to lead and to encourage and to build up and to lead you um, to, to, to the word of God, but my role is only to point you to him. I'm, I'm here to point you to Jesus, and you'll find if you need any pastoral stuff um, and you talk to me, I'll always be pointing you to God. I'll be pointing you to the word. I'll be pointing you to the truth. I'll be pointing you to the way that I know how you can overcome your issues of life. And that's, that's my role, and that's the role of the other leaders, and even your small group leaders. That's why it's important to be in a small group, because the pastoral work in our congregation takes place in the small group. Your small group leader is the person who will be helping you pastorally. If you've got things that are going on, you need to go to them. If you've got stuff that you need prayer for, you want someone to stand in agreement with, go and speak to them. They're the ones that will give you time. And if it's something they can't deal with, it will get passed up to 
Gary, and if Gary can't deal with it, it'll be passed up to myself and Anna. But we have a process of pastoral help. So you can't, we, by encouraging you to be in a small group, to be in relationship, to be in the herd, is actually helping, that is your, your best place where you're going to grow in God, where you're going to overcome stuff in life, where you're going to be victorious, you've got to be with other believers, you've got to be with people. And then there's a process in that, as I've just said, of, of how to deal with pastoral stuff. So get connected with people. So this scripture anyway, consider it pure joy, that sometimes we do face trials in life, and that's, that's a given. You know, we can't... I know we preach a lot about being victorious and being overcoming, but sometimes we do go through stuff. Everyone does. Um, and it says here, it's, for the, it's the testing of your faith that produces perseverance. If we don't have a bit of an adversary, if we don't have some stuff to overcome in life, we don't, it, it doesn't give us the opportunity to persevere in faith and to have victory and to move on to greater victories. You know, like I was saying about David and Goliath and the giants, sometimes we have giants in life that the, the Lord allows to come into our life so that we have, so that he works in us and through us to, to have the victory over those things so that then we can actually have the victory in other areas of our lives or, in, in, or to help other people have the victory in their lives. So God does sometimes allow us to go through trials and go through difficult situations, but it's so that our faith becomes stronger. It's so that we, we grow in perseverance so that we become mature believers, complete, lacking, and not lacking anything. So God has always got us on this journey where we're growing, where we're, we're maturing, where we're, we're standing up for ourselves in Christ, where we're, we're being equipped, we're being trained, we're, we're, we're becoming stronger, and our, our, the things we go through in life help that process to happen. So you... There's no point running away from certain things. You know, when there's circumstances going on in our lives, we, there's no point, r- negative circumstances, there's no point running away from them. It's, you've got to face up to them. You've got to overcome them with God. And, and once you've overcome them, you grow by doing that, by going through that process. Okay. Now, here's my testimony of going through this process. So, last Thursday, it was, not this Thursday gone, the one the week before, I had, um, I just became really ill. I was, um, it was during our fast, and I caught a cold, I think the day before, and then it just turned, you know when you have a cold and you then, you start to have headaches, and you, you a bit like flu symptoms, your, your muscles start to ache, and you just get a bit dazed, and you just feel horrible, and you can't breathe, and you can't sleep, and, and I was just, I was just going through this, this, thing of not feeling well. So all day Thursday, I pretty much stayed in bed. Um, I think because I was fasting as well, you know, my immune system was a little bit down. I was feeling a bit kind of sorry for myself. And I just stayed in bed the whole day. I was like, all right, I'm just going to rest and I'm, I'm just going to rest it out and I'll be all right in a few days time or something. So, so I did that. And on, on, so that lasted all day Thursday. And then it got to Thursday evening, and I felt horrible. And I just, I, I, was, per, I was really expecting that actually fr- I'll take all the day Friday off and maybe the weekend as well, and I'll be, I'll be all right on Monday. I just need to take my Lemsip, which was taken, and um, just eat 
good food and I'll be fine. And you know what? I got to Thursday night and I was feeling horrible. I, did, I just was not, I don't know if you ever have those moments where you just really don't really feel like praying, you don't feel like connecting with God, you just feel sick and you just feel like you just need to be in bed. And I was having one of those moments and it was like 11 o'clock and I was just dazed and I, and I was just out of kind of like sync with the time. I was, it was 11 o'clock in the evening and I was like, I'm awake, but maybe I need to go back to bed. And something just came over me um, during the evening and I was like, do you know what, God, am I... Uh, do I have to just wait this thing out or, or, or what? And, and I just really didn't feel like praying but I was just like, do you know what? I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to start to pray in the spirit. I, just, I need to just click myself out of this thing. So I just began to just pray in tongues and just pray in the spirit. Very good gift. If you haven't got the gift of praying in the spirit, you need to get it. And we can pray for you if you, if you need to have that gift released in you. And I just began to pray in the spirit. Didn't really feel like it. Wasn't up for it at all. But I just began to pray in the spirit. Just a, a tiny bit under my breath and I was, as I was sat in my lounge feeling sorry for myself. And as I did that, it took a few minutes, it took about five minutes, and then I kind of got up, and I started to feel like the strength of God starting to come. And I started to actually feel better. Within a few minutes of praying in the Spirit, I started to feel better, I started to feel stronger. And then I started to pray some more, so I was praying in the Spirit more, just, and then I just started to pace up and down my, my lounge and then I, was, I, I just, it was like faith just started to rise up on me, in, in me. And it was like, do you know what? I'm not having this sickness anymore. I'm not, I'm not, this is not what God has, has wants for me right now. I'm meant to be fasting, praying, pressing, believing God for these victories. I preached a couple of weeks before about taking down your giants and preached about standing in faith. And you know, sometimes I think we go through things like this, especially when you're out there preaching and talking to people and ministering to people. Sometimes you get a bit of a personal challenge to see if you actually are believing and living in what you're preaching. So I, was, I, I just began to just, just declare the scripture, speak over myself who I am in Christ, I started to just, just get into the word a bit and open, open some scriptures and started to pray some of the Psalms, started to pray them over my life. And literally, I felt different. I felt like I was, this cold thing started to lift. I felt stronger. I, felt, I just felt like the life of God was coming back into me. And I had to encourage myself in the Lord. You know, it says it, 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 there was a, a place where David had to encourage himself in God. In God. And you know, that's such a key tool in our armory to defeat the enemy and to come against sickness, to come against circumstances, to come against stuff that's going on in our lives. You've got to pick yourself up. No one can do that for you. No one can do that for you. There's no one that can, you can ask for help and people can pray for you and that's good and people can encourage you. But there comes a point in time where you've got to pick yourself up physically and speak to yourself and speak into your own life and declare the truth over your own life and encourage yourself in God and and just and I so what I started to do so I was just like God I'm not having the sickness I'm not having this cold I just command my sinuses to open now in Jesus name I command this cold this headache to go in Jesus name and I just started to get a little bit feisty and started to kind of have do a bit of spiritual warfare over myself and I honestly I could as God is my witness I can stand here today that thing lifted off of me I was I went to bed that night, probably took about an hour, I went to bed that night and I was, the symptoms that I experienced the night before had gone. 
but I had to make a choice. I, I made a choice to say, this is not happening to me right now. And we need a bit of that spirit of faith to rise up in us to just, to just say, this isn't happening. Now, I know, you know, some of us go through sickness and it, it's not as easy as that. And sometimes there's things that are in, in our lives that don't just shift, you know, in, in a few minutes of prayer. But this thing for me, and this is just my personal testimony and my encouragement to you, this thing moved within an hour. It was gone. I got up the next morning. I went into, went into work. I was absolutely fine. Um, it's always funny when things like that happen because you had to explain to work like how sick I was the day before and then the day after I'm just well all of a sudden and I'm not sure if people believed me that I was actually took a day off sick why I took a day off sick but I had to pull myself I had to you just got to just dig in and pull yourself up in God and start to declare who he is over your life Psalm 91 was a psalm that I flicked to. And if you just flick, if you just can get this up on your Bibles, I don't know if you can flick this up on screen. It's not on the scripture list, but if you just try and put Psalm 91 up. What I did is I took Psalm 91 as part of this process and I personalized it. I brought it into like your, you know, the, the present tense and I prayed this scripture over myself. It's so powerful when you do that. You pray scripture over your body, over yourself. And I've just kind of, I've written it out here. But if you follow me, you'll see what, how I, what I've done with the word. So if you follow me in your Bibles, if, if you've got them, if we can get Psalm 91 up. And so what I've done, you can see I'll change, I've changed the structure of, of, of the actual scripture itself. And I've, and I've praying it directly over myself. So... I dwell in the shelter of the Most High, and I rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely you save me from the trap of the enemy and from the deadly pestilence or sickness. You cover me with your feathers, and under your wings I find refuge. Your faithfulness is my shield and my rampart. So as I'm beginning to pray this scripture, it's like you feel kind of life coming into your bones. Do you know what I mean? You feel like your, your strength comes back into you. It's the word, the power of the word. You know, it's living, it's active. And you're praying, and as I'm praying that, as I said a few weeks ago, you pray it with faith, you pray it with expectation, you pray it with belief, and you declare it over yourself. I will, verse 5, I will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the sickness that stalks in darkness, nor the disease that destroys at midday. So that's not my portion. According to this word, that sickness has to go. That disease cannot come against me. A thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. No sickness will come near me. So I've got to speak to that sickness. I've got to speak to what what I'm feeling, what's on me. I, I command it to go. Um, verse 9, the Lord is my refuge and the most high my dwelling, so no harm will overtake me and no disaster will come near my home. You've got to speak with a bit of authority. Verse 10, powerful verse, verse 10, no harm will overtake me and no disaster will come near my home. For you command your angels concerning me to guard me in all my ways. They will lift me up 
in their hands so that I will not strike my foot against a stone. I will tread on the lion, the cobra, and trample the great lion and the serpent, or you could put the wolf in there, because I love you, Lord. You rescue me and protect me, and because I acknowledge your name, and when I call on you, you will answer me and be with me in trouble. You deliver me and honor me with long life and show me your salvation. So that's just one psalm I, was, I prayed over myself. I, there's either Psalm 27, Psalm 25, and just going through different scriptures in the Bible and, and things I knew. And as you build yourself up and you pray these things over yourself, you're, you're very physically, I felt different. Your circumstances begin to change. You know, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you can either speak life over yourself or you can speak negativity, death, um, just negative stuff over yourself. So when, so when you speak negative stuff over yourself, guess what you get? You get negative stuff back. When you speak life and truth over yourself, you, it's life comes back to you. you sp- it's in the power of your tongue. We've got to be careful what, we, what the words that come out of our mouth, because we can, we can shape our lives, we can shape our future, we can shape what's going on in our lives by what comes out of our mouth. You sow, you know, you reap what you sow. If negative's coming out, negative is what you're going to be living. If positives are coming out, the word is coming out, the truth is coming out, what God is saying is coming out, you're going to live in the good of that. Amen? So, to finish off this morning, there's a song that we're going to watch a video, but we're going to also participate in the song as well. And it's called Raise a Hallelujah. And this song, I have keep hearing and hearing. Pastor Gary, I think it was a number of weeks ago when I, I preached about um, David and Goliath, Pastor Gary sent me this song and said, oh, this is a really good song. It fits in exactly with your word. And I, I tried to, I couldn't work it into the message. We couldn't get it going. But uh, since the, he sent me that song, over and over and over again, I just keep hearing this song. When I'm listening to a Christian radio station, I hear this song. Other people are just playing it. I was in Rothy the other day, and someone ha- had it playing it over in the kitchen. And everywhere I go, like we've turned the TV, this song's playing. Anna's got it on her phone. It's on WhatsApp groups. People are sending it around. And, you know, this song is a powerful song. And you'll hear the testimony of why, where this song came from from the video, but we're going we're gonna to sing this and declare it in a minute. But let me just go through the lyrics of the song. It says, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is my melody. I raise a hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. And then it goes back round. And then the bridge is, I, I, sing, I sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies. I sing a little louder uh, than the unbelief. Sing a little louder. My weapon is my melody. Um, sing a little louder. Heaven, heaven comes to fight for me. But this is a powerful song. And it's a really declaring who God is. It's declaring his, his majesty. It's declaring hallelujah. He's declaring his praises. 
even when we're in the midst of those trials, we're in the midst of the storm, when the enemy is trying to circle around us and we've got to stand up and face him, when our circumstances are, are difficult and we've got to stand up and face them, it's, it's putting God in his rightful place with, in whatever we're going through. We're raising, his, we're raising praise over our circumstances. We're raising praise over our feelings, what we feel like, what we're going through. It, it's putting him first. And when we fix our eyes on him and actually uh, and sing to him, praise him, declare his truth, pray and release the word of God over our lives, it's like we, we, it picks us up as well. It declares that actually God is greater than what we're going through. God is more powerful than what we're going through. God is more powerful than what we're feeling, what our emotions are, what, what's happening around us. So we're going to sing this song. Um, if you'd like to just stand to your feet, we're gonna, we'll go into it. At the beginning, there's a testimony, and it's pretty self-explanatory. There's a testimony of what God has done and where this song has come from. And I think it's really cool, because du- during the video, you see the person that they were praying for. So let's start this up. Father God, we thank you that you are the God of the breakthrough, Lord God. Nothing should hinder us. Nothing should stop us moving forward with you. Father, we come against every power of the enemy right now. And we break that right now in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. The enemy is under our feet. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we have authority spiritually, physically, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you always lead us in triumphant procession in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, you never leave us or forsake us. You are the strength of our lives, Lord God. You're the glory and the lifter of our heads. You're our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? You're the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? Father, I just thank you right now that you just bring resolution. You bring intervention. You come and just deal with things that need to be dealt with amongst us as a family, amongst us as a congregation. I say, Holy Spirit, come. Work in us. Work through us. We need you, God. We need you every day. That should be our prayer. God, we need you. Come and fight our battles on our behalf, Lord God. Lead us into victory. Praise you, Jesus. Let's just give Jesus a shout of praise. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord God. You are worthy. We exalt you. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are wonderful. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.